السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته الحمد لله رب العالمين وأفضل الصلاة وأتم التسليم على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين Dear brothers and sisters, we'll continue talking about the journey of Hajj in the history. So in the first part, I spoke about how the Hajj established, how Ibrahim والسلام, established that and how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guided him and showed him uh, the rights of Hajj and how this being changed through the history, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam to reinstall the right method of performing hajj and to reestablish the tawheed in the whole world. So Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam he did not only get rid of uh, all its impurities but he also reinstated all the rights of Hajj which were established by Allah's permission in the time of Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam. So a specific injunction in the Quran were revealed in order to eliminate all the false rights which had become uh, rampant in the pre-Islamic period. All incident and shameful acts were strictly banned in Allah's statements. There is uh, to be no uh, loudness nor wrangless during Hajj. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in Surah Al-Baqarah, Al-Hajj wa So here in this ayah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned clearly that during the Hajj months, there is no rafath, which talking about all the sexual relations, Fusuq, all types of disobedient to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Jidal means all types of arguments. So competition amongst poets uh, uh, in the exaltation of their forefathers and their tribes, uh, tribesmen achievement were all stopped. Instead Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told them. And when you have completed your rites of hajj, then remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as you remember, your forefathers may with, uh, nay, with more vigorous uh, remembrance. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned here that uh, you, you use in Jahiliya to talk about the forefathers, what they use, used to do. Now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala telling you that uh, فَإِذَا قَضَيْتُمْ مَنَاسِكَكُمْ فَاذْكُرُوا اللَّهَ كَذِكْرِكُمْ آبَاءَكُمْ أَوْ أَشَدَّ ذِكْرًا So, when you have completed your rites of Hajj, then remember Allah as you remember your forefathers. So, not only as that, بَلْ أَشَدَّ ذِكْرًا Nay, with more vigorous remembrance. Competition in generosity were also prohibited. Of course, the feeding of the poor pilgrims was still encouraged as this was done in the time of Rahim and it is a principle in Islam. So in Islam, feeding or giving food to the, to the guests is, is a principle. And the Nabi Sallallahu he said, Feed, feed the people. 
وقفشوا السلام spread the greetings peace وصلوا والناس نيام and pray while are the people are asleep تدخل الجنة بسلام then you will enter the Jannah in, in peace so feeding, feeding the poor feeding the guests is a principle in, in Islam but this particularly for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so when you feed the people when you give food to the people you are giving this food because you fear Allah you love Allah you'd like to improve your records in the day of judgment you'd like your uh, scales to be heavy this is why you you do all these things not you are doing this because you'd like the people to talk about you so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned here that what the people used to do in Hajj uh, before Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam that they are doing all these things feeding the people for just fame no it is not for fame it is for Allah subhanahu for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and also they used to have practices to do with animals uh, with the blood and the, the flesh so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala restated the, the right method so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded that the slaughtering of the animals which was done for this purpose should be done seeking the pleasure of God rather than fame and the praise of the people. He said, so mention the name of God over these animals when they are drawn up in lines. Then when they are drawn on their sides after the slaughter, eat thereof and feed the bigger who does not ask and the bigger who asks. And they used to uh, put the blood on the walls of the Kaaba. So here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said that it is neither their meat nor their blood that reaches Allah, but it is taqwa. minkum. So taqwa is what will reach Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not in need of the blood or the flesh that you are slaughtering. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala needs taqwa because the slaughtering in itself is a sign of taqwa, a sign that you'd like to be closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam also put a stop to the practice of circling the Kaaba in a state of nudity and the argument that the pagans put forward to justify this ritual was sharply rebuted in Allah's question and in, in the Quran Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said say who has forbidden the adornment i.e. <coughs> the clothes given by God which he has produced for his slaves قُلْ مَنْ who, who made wearing garments and wearing clothes something something haram and you are going around the Kaaba naked claiming that you are doing this because you don't want to make tawaf with the clothes that you committed sins with. This is uh, 
some something has no sense at all because the toba is nothing to do with the clothes the toba is to do with the heart mainly then the actions and wearing the clothes is part of the natural thing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in, in the same surah surah al-araf ya bani adam qad anzalna alaykum libasan yuwari sawatikum so all oh, the son of adam we gave you clothes which will cover your private parts or your body so this is this is the fitrah this is the natural thing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned uh, here Another custom which was prohibited through the Quran was that of sitting off for Hajj without taking any provisions for the journey. So the people at that time, they are saying that we are going there and we are fully relying on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So there is no need to have any food or any water or anything. So in the April Islamic period, some people who claimed righteousness, having total dependency on God, would travel to perform Hajj, begging food the whole journey. They consider this form of, of behavior a sign of piety and an indication of how much faith they, ha they had in God. However, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told mankind that to have sufficient provisions for the journey was one of the preconditions for making Hajj. He said, And take a provision with you for the journey, but the best provision is piety. And this is in Surah Al-Baqarah, Ayah 197. So brothers and sisters, you can see clearly that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stopped all the practices or the wrong practices, let us say, that the Arab used to do in, in the Hajj season. And one more practice that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stopped, and Nabi Muhammad sallallahu mentioned that in Hajjat uh, al-Wuda' al-Nasi'ah. So Nasi, what's in Nasi? Because the Arab used to consider there are four months are haram. It is haram to fight through these months, which is the Qa'dah, the Hijjah, Muharram, and Rajab. And sometimes <clears throat> what they used to do, they play with Muharram and they play with Rajab. So either they bring it forward or they delay it and in this way what they can do they can fight if they like and they can do any uh, any other things so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Tawbah he said this playing with the months bringing it forward or delay it is just action of kufr and he said they made it one year Halal and one year haram So and they are doing this because they like to take actions of haram during these these months. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
made this totally uh, forbidden. And also Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam changed the way that Quraysh uh, used to play with the Nufra from, from Arafat to Muzdalifah. And Quraysh used to be the first to do, to do that. So he, he changed all of these things. So there are, the idea is <clears throat> Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam managed to uh, change many of the practices that the people used to do during Hajj. So this way, all the pre-Islamic practices which were based in ignorance were abolished and Hajj was once more made a model of piety, fear of Allah, purity, simplicity, and austerity. Now when the pilgrims reached the Kaaba, they no longer found the carnivals and the frolic and frivolity that had once occupied the minds of the pilgrims there before. Now there was the remembrance of Allah at every step and every action and every sacrifice was devoted to him alone. It was the kind of Hajj that was worthy of the world of paradise. As the Prophet ﷺ said, the reward for an accepted Hajj is nothing less than paradise. So, Islam came, as I said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the ayahs which now made the Hajj as a sign of Tawheed again. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam now would like to make a step for practicing the Hajj. Before that, in Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, blessed him with Fath Makkah, the conquest of Mecca in the year 8. So during that year, in Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he was unable to do Hajj because the, most of the end of the year, because he did that in Ramadan, he was engaged with the battle with Hawazin and Thaqif and Taif and all of these things. So in year nine, in Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam arranged for, for the Hajj. But because he was busy with other things in Medina, so he asked Abu Bakr radiallahu an to lead the, the Hajj uh, or the Hujjaj in that, in that one. And the first ayahs of Surah Tawbah revealed now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala likes someone to announce these instructions to all the people. We need to remember at that time, the people who would come to Hajj were mixed. There are Muslims who are coming from Medina and there are non-Muslims who are coming from other places of Arabia. So in simple words, there are Muslims and there's Mushrik there. And Muslims now they have their understanding of Hajj, how to perform it according to Islam. And some of these Mushriks now, they are still like to practice the Hajj of the, of the Mushrikeen. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the first ayahs of Surah At-Tawbah. 
I need someone to announce this. So Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam sent after Abu Bakr radiallahu an, Ali bin Abi Talib radiallahu an. So when Ali radiallahu an reached Abu Talib in the way, uh, reached Abu Bakr in the way, Abu Bakr radiallahu an asked him, are you Amir or a follower? So he said, no, I am a follower, not a leader. Then he, he spoke to him, what is that your message? And he said to him, that in Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam, he told me to announce these instructions. And this is what happened. Ali ibn Abi Talib, because he is from the tribe and uh, so close to the Prophet alayhi salatu wasalam, and there is now uh, finishing all the treaties with uh, with the mushrikeen and the custom at that time that to do these things you need someone in behalf of the one who signed it so and that one should be so close to the one who signed it so the one who signed it was Muhammad alayhi salatu wasalam Muhammad sallallahu alayhi was in Medina so you need someone who's so close to the Prophet and that one was Ali ibn Abi Talib radiallahu anhu so Ali ibn Abi Talib announced the, the ayahs in Surah Tawbah So all the agreements with the Mushrikeen is finished and you have four months to, to decide if you stay here or you move and also uh, if you'd like to become a Muslim you are, you are welcome and regarding the Hajj, he announced that no one after this, uh, this time is allowed to uh, go around the Kaaba naked and no one mushrik allowed to go around the Kaaba. And these instructions were so clear uh, to, the, to the people uh, at that time. Then after all these instructions now being declared <clears throat> then in the next year Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam went to do hajj with year 10 and this was the only hajj that the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam did in his life he only did that that hajj so in the year 10 Muhammad sallallahu came from Medina and Arabs from all Muslims, obviously they are now, from other places, they came to Mecca. Now the number, some say 100,000, some say 150. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows the, the right number. But the idea that the number was really very, very, very big at that time. So because at that time when you talk about 100,000, it is as you are talking about 1 million, 100 million these days. So Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he uh, reached Mecca there and he said, خُذُوا عَنِّي مَنَاسِكَكُمْ Say, take the rights from, from me. So he taught them uh, how to do the ihram from al-miqat, which is dil-hulayfa between al-Madina and uh, Mecca, they call it Abar Ali these days. 
it is the Hulayfa originally. Then they made the Talbiya, then they made the Tawaf, then they made the Sa'i. And uh, then after that, on the eighth day of the Hijjah, they went to Mina. So Nabi Sallallahu stayed in Mina the eighth day and he prayed Dhuhr, Asr, Maghrib, Isha, Qasran. So Dhuhr 2 and Asr 2, Maghrib 3 and Isha 2. And then they prayed Fajr in Mina, then they moved to Arafat. And in Arafat, when it was midday, in Nabi Sallallahu prayed Dhuhr and Asr Qasran, so prayed Dhuhr 2 and Asr 2, and he combined between them. And then he gave that beautiful khutbah, which I will talk about it tomorrow, insha'Allah ta'ala in details and discuss the the great ideas and principles that the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam laid in, uh, in in that in that khutbah inshallah ta'ala then after arafat uh, in the evening nabi sallallahu went uh, or after sunset he went to muzdalifa and he stayed there then in the morning he prayed Fajr in Muzdalifah, then he moved to Mina and he <clears throat> stoned Al-Jamrat Al-Kubra with seven stones. Then he uh, shaved his, his head and slaughtered Al-Hadi in, in Mina. And the people used to come to him and ask him, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, questions. And so one will say, I shaved before I throw the stones. He said, La haraj, no problem. Some say, I slaughtered before I shaved. La haraj. And this shows us how beautiful this deen and how simple is this deen. And I say this all the time. I say, Islam is a simple religion. It is not complicated. When you'll find an issue is so complicated, you can say straight away, straight away, this is nothing to do with Islam. This is to do with the ideas of people, the opinions of people. People, they are making Islam complicated sometimes. And this is the reason why some Muslims, unfortunately, they are not practicing. This is on top of other reasons, obviously. Why they are not practiced? Because sometimes the mashayikh, the, the scholars, the, those who are preaching, they are trying to make the things very complicated. And when you read in the fiqh books, some, sometimes you say, is this really the Islam that came to Muhammad والسلام, and Muhammad practiced it when he was in Medina? I doubt that. Because Muhammad sallallahu when he came, he came at that time to the Arabs. He is the prophet for all human beings. But I am saying the people who responded to him at that time and they took the message from him, they were Arabs. And these Arabs, Bedouin, they are very simple people. 
Yeah, if Muhammad وسلم, came to them with every single issue and make it very complicated, you have to do it in this way and don't miss this and don't do that and this, they will say to him, please, yeah, we, we cannot, we cannot do that. These people, they are simple. And you, you see this in many, in many hadith that the Bedouin will come and say to the Prophet وسلم, what shall I do? He say, you pray five times a day. Then uh, you pay zakat. Then you fast the month of Ramadan. Then you do the hajj when you can afford it. And then the, that Bedouin man, he will say, وَالَّذِي بَعْثَكَ بِالْحَقْ لَا أَزِيدُ عَلَيْهِنَّ وَلَا أُنْقُسُ By the one who sent you with the truth, I will not make more or less. In Nabi alayhi salatu salam, what did he say? He said, أَفْلَحَ الرَّجُلُ إِنْ صَدَقْ he will be successful if he is truthful. Simple. Islam is very, very simple, brothers and sisters. So by this, uh, I finished talking about the journey of Hajj during the history from Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam until Muhammad alayhi salatu wasalam. Tomorrow, inshallah, I will talk in more details about Hujjat al-Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam in the year 10 and about Khutbat al-Wada' which laid down the principle of the human rights we can say and uh, the words of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam are the best words in this regard and I pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept all our deeds during these days and I advise myself and all you brothers and sisters to improve your good deeds in these beautiful days. Jazakumullah khairan for listening. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.